0: i Lindsay Barra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. In these Guru's Editions, we'll feature strength and conditioning coaches, nutritionists, recovery scientists, and other performance specialists who help athletes to be their best. This is part two of our conversation with Anthony Zamora, Director of Performance Nutrition and Executive Chef for the Utah Jazz. As both a registered dietitian and an accomplished chef, Anthony ensures that the 15 players on the Jazz roster, along with coaching staff and employees, are properly fueled and ready to tackle the NBA's 82-game schedule and all the long flights and late nights it includes. His advice for his pros and for us normal folks as well, carry a gallon jug of water and finish it by the end of the day, make sure you get enough protein, and put spinach in all the smoothies. What about supplementation during the day? Do you give guys like other guys who don't want to have lunch and they'll have a protein shake instead? And I mean, are you giving guys multivitamins? What are the supplements that everybody takes?
1: So what's cool with the protein shakes is I look at every protein shake as a fueling opportunity <laughs> because most of these guys in that like 20s range, they're not. As excited about fruits and vegetables as you might hope someone is. So it's like every shake, even if they don't know it, like it's got spinach in it. <laughs> so we're getting that like fueling opportunity every day when we're in the facility with a post, like whatever kind of work you do, even if you're just like here for recovery or like you're getting in the pool or like the contrast tubs, like, can I get you a shake? And that's an awesome opportunity for us. But we love, multivitamin, of course, everything that goes through us is NSF certified for sport, which means it's third party tested that what is on the label is in the bottle. We use creatine. We load creatine at home a little bit extra because when we're on the road, we're not getting that in the opportunities are a little bit, a little bit less on the road. So I love beet elite. Beet powder helps your blood to carry more oxygen. And I know that it's, uh, touted for like a pre-activity. I love thinking of it also for a recovery standpoint. If you think about, can we get our blood to circulate better, flow better, that's going to help the recovery process, right? What else are we using? I love fish oil. I personally love beta alanine. Some people don't like the itchiness. Um, itchiness.
0: Wait, wait, what's the itchiness? I don't take beta alanine.
1: (laughs) So the story behind it is increasing that clearance of lactic acid. So uh, the, the metaphor I always give is like that feeling when your legs start feeling like stones when you're running, that it's like we can push that threshold a little bit farther. And then for our guys, it depends on size, but around like four grams a day is what I suggest. And just taking it consistently but there's a some people get really itchy associated with beta alanine it's in some pre workouts that's another one that we have caffeine supplements around the facility whey protein i was about to mention that one i like that some guys too once we're talking about it again it's like hey i want to try this plant protein and like hey that's cool i know that you talked to clint from the Mm -hmm. ufc as well he helped to educate me a ton on the supplement game. They're doing amazing things out there at their facility, but um, I've got to spend some good time with him and he's a great colleague of mine. I think that what's cool about this sports performance network is like, we're all able to lean on each other. You might be aware of the CPSDA college and pro sport dietitian association, but that group I lean on it so much like, Hey, what's this program doing? I'm having trouble talking to this athlete with uh, motivational interviewing and everyone just puts their different skill sets together. I feel it's like one big family.
0: It's so interesting because Clint, you know, he obviously works with the UFC and he has to deal a lot with guys and girls cutting weight in a healthy way if there is a healthy way to do it, he's obviously doing the best that he can. And that is not something that a lot of nutritionists and dietitians and other sports really have to deal with. Like you're saying you're struggling to get guys to maintain weight during the season because they tend to lose it, you know, where he's having to have people kind of cut just super drastically, but there's still also a lot that you can learn from that. Like what foods make people hold on to more water. And then you might just feel better if you're not so puffy. Like there's so much that you can balance and tweak with what you eat that I feel like normal folks don't even think about.
1: It's so cool. Really thinking about it too, like the parameters of where your sport is and how it's played for example, you know, you have 17 games now in football and it's like every one of those feels like it's a must win. And you know, we have 82 in basketball and you go into the season knowing that it's like, we're going to have some off nights, like we're going to lose some. And so I feel like just personally too, it's like, if you are in that, that age range of like 19 to whatever, it's like, you're still learning so much about your body and like, some people like their bones are still finishing up growing and it's like we're trying to just give them good habits and good tools and saying like how can we be consistent for this like eight month stretch and then you see that like as we're leading into the playoffs it's like a time where you can usually use that as a motivator to get more out of guys whereas like right now you know we're about a quarter of the way through the season like motivation to Get better might not be super high. You consider like having families, like having friends, like all the different things outside of work that we have a VP of mental wellness and performance. And him and I are just always having these conversations about like, I used to think it was like so important that you got to get your vitamin every day, or it's like, oh, you, like you missed your smoothie, like I got to run and like take it to your house or whatever. But it's like, can we get like 90% and just have it available for them and um just thinking as as human beings too right maybe somebody wants to have a glass of wine after the game that's their thing and i'm not going to come and say hey you're going to sleep bad and you're going to get dehydrated but maybe i'll say like hey here's a electrolyte supplement can we drink Mm -hmm. this before we go to bed like i want (laughs) to just not like chastise anyone for just living their lives
0: I was going to ask you, since you mentioned the electrolyte supplement, how do you handle hydration? You guys are flying around a lot. You're on airplanes. You're going to Denver, which is high altitude. Then you're going to sea level and guys with all different varying sweat rates. What's the approach to keeping guys hydrated?
1: I am walking around, especially like, you know, you're losing more altitude. I'm walking around the plane with hydration drinks, just handing them out. Like they're already made up, like, here you go. My general recommendation is 16 ounces with 250 milligrams of sodium, like per hour. And it's just something that I made up, but I'm rolling with it and guys seem to like it. Really, it's so easy when you're in the air, like, cause maybe you're not thirsty, whatever, but just trying to not be annoying with it, but also like just here you go like this flight's three hours like here's three bottles like they're right next to your chair and that's like sometimes great like it's there i'm gonna use it and sometimes not and i've got to be okay with that (laughs) we do sweat rate testing just like a very simple way in way out see how much fluid is coming out of them like during a practice and then we'll change that calculation for okay divide by three or four like what does this look like for 15 or 30 minutes in a game. And then everyone has recommendations of, hey, during like this many minutes, you should have X ounces. And then our strength coach is on the bench and he does hydration in game. And so he's got everyone's bottle with like how much they should be having. And so it's cool because he can like make a little eye contact. Let's say you've played in half your minutes and like your water isn't really getting touched. You know, and, like hold it up like, like, hey, and like they know it's time. So just trying to help them stay even during competition. We do the sweat testing as far as like how much solute is in your sweat. And then from there for my saltier splitters, we're able to give recommendations, but we've been like so fortunate. I'll go back to my veteran setting the example, like they're drinking so much that like they're gaining weight during a practice. <laughs> and so it's just like being able to once again, like point to them and be like, look at what they're doing. Like they're drinking just all the time. That's one of those things we always talk about, like controlling the controllables, like your hydration is something you're in full control of. So I'm going to like knock on wood because we haven't had cramps like since I've been here. So hopefully not tonight, (laughs) Uh, but like everyone they do, I feel like everybody does a great job of being compliant with it.
0: How much harder is it to get the young guys to buy in across the board? Like you mentioned, you're sneaking spinach into shakes. Like when you're, I feel like when you're 22 years old and you really could live on Big Macs and probably get away with it. So how much harder is it? And when does it really start to catch up with them?
1: It's going to be different for everyone. Again, I feel like it's my answer the whole time, but some guys like trying to find like, Hey, what is your motivator? So I had someone ask me once they were trying to like joke around and be like, Hey, Aunt Snickers is healthy. Right. And my response to the athlete was, did you sign your contract yet? And he's like, you're right. And so it's just kind of like find out what's motivating them. And it's like, can we maybe use that to get them to take care of their body more? It's like simple questions. Like how long do you want to be here? And it's really cool when some people will, will get in that conversation. I had, way more conversations on the road and way more of that like unconventional counseling takes place because we have to be together whereas like here i feel like the guys are rushing in and then like they're rushing out just because at home like there's so many other things going on outside of work but being able to hear stories of like i grew up on fast food and that's kind of all i've known and so now this seeing so-and-so over here like ordering avocado toast and acai bowls like that's super new to me i've never seen that but like it's working for him so i'm gonna be more open to trying it and so just kind of planting those seeds helping them to think about the future and leaning on the older guys because you'll have them say like i used to eat like crap but now it's like i love
0: vegetables does the kid who grew up on fast food, who sees a guy order an avocado toast and then goes ahead and tries an avocado toast himself, does he feel a difference right away? Like how long does it sort of take for him to come to you and be like, Hmm, you know, like I had a lot more energy and like my stomach felt, but I didn't even know I had a stomach ache.
1: Some of them it's right away. <laughs> like I did not could feel that good during a practice. And then others it's like, hey, like I did that two or three times this week and, you know, I have more energy or my body's not as sore. And, you know, you just find these little things that help them to unlock that mindset of like, how can we be thinking about performance more often?
0: You mentioned that you have like take-home meals for guys. Do you take them to the grocery store and teach them how to shop? Are you teaching them how to cook?
1: We are teaching them how to use Instacart.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay.
1: especially like in a small market the jazz are utah's only professional team i feel like it's hard for guys to go out as much without being noticed unless if you're a younger guy then that's cool but for our g league team every year we do a cooking class that's paired with a like virtual grocery store tour printout of like hey these are products to look for us how you navigate it i had one guy who i was helping him out at his home one night Uh, with dinner and he had to go to target. And so he went and then came back and he's back in like 20 minutes. And he's like, yo, that was record time. And he said that he did his hoodie, just like, he had his thing like this (laughs) and like nobody saw him.
0: I guess when you're ten, it's kind of hard to not stick out like a sore thumb in the target. right? Yeah.
1: But a lot of guys like using the Instacart because it's just, it's easy and it just shows up at your door and We're just trying to find ways that we can save them time. And I love sleep. I'm so just like trying to get them keen on sleep. I get to do education in front of the whole team. So sleep and hydration are my favorite ones to do and just like continue educating on them. And you may have seen the Matt Walker Why we sleep book Mm -hmm. and just like pulling out facts from there and trying to get them to realize it's like, Hey, you know you think you're at 100% but like you could feel like maybe way better if we got an extra hour a night things like that so
0: as a performance nutritionist how much do you talk to these guys about how their diet is tied to how they sleep
1: once again everybody's different but part of our program is every morning there's a readiness survey and so mm-hmm. our our performance nutrition coordinator she does a survey in exchange for your lunch order <laughs> but
0: she's coercing people
1: <laughs> in in the survey is on a one to ten like how was your sleep and so it's cool because like from those surveys like a guy today actually he was like i slept terrible and so we're gonna try a supplement with him tonight and see if he can like he just couldn't sleep last night and so try it out and see if it works, but it's a great way to open up the conversation. Like, what did you do? Did you eat late? Something on your mind? Were you moving around busy before bed? What's your routine? Like one of my guys said, he puts his phone in airplane mode when he goes to bed. I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we should all, we should all be doing that. Cause then you're not going to get bothered by maybe you have friends in different time zones or different countries. Like I feel like everyone's network in the pros is just so spread out that there's people everywhere so different strategies like that i love talking to them just about what are you doing and then i learn things i say that we're all we're all students of life but just being able to pass that education along to the other guys is super important
0: what's your athletic background anthony
1: i was in the marching band
0: <laughs> i see you running on your instagram though like yeah. you work out
1: I train like every day. I love lifting. I got into it when I was in college. I never played sports growing up. I wasn't exposed to it. And it was funny because I was volunteering with the football team at the University of Tennessee. That's how I kind of got started in sports nutrition. And as I got to know the athletes from making their smoothies or helping out, you know, at practice, whatever, I fell in love with the game and I learned the game. And I just like, even though like in the marching band being at the game on Friday night, every week, like I didn't know what was going on, but now, like I love the platform that I have and who I've become. And um, I love to push myself in the weight room and just like in, like, I love yoga cycling. I love all of it, but I'm thankful for who I am now, but I, I do wish that, you know, I maybe could have played sports when I was younger. So.
0: What instruments you play in the marching band? Percussion. Okay, so you're still carrying around the drums. It's not like you were sitting on your butt. you're, you're yeah. that's heavy stuff there. Not the flute, um, <laughs> not the piccolo. <laughs> no, but so now you do have to kind of practice what you preach because if you're training every day and you're you know at the facility at six thirty in the morning, you're working long days. You're working out, so you need to have your nutrition dialed in too. So it's almost like you're an example for them as well.
1: And that's so important to me. That's like one of the reasons why. I carry around my gallon jug. We've gotten our guys like super bought into carrying around gallons this year and we just have them around. And I saw like some of my older guys, like in the years past, like they'd be bringing their jugs in. And so now it's just like on their way out or on their way in. Of course we have water bottles, but I find that they're being more accountable just having a jug. So when we're going to a new city, getting off the plane, we have jugs getting off the plane and like guys are grabbing gallons. And so I have one last week. He was like, you're making us drink so much. And he's talking about peeing all the time. And he's like, I know it's good for me. He's like, I feel good. (laughs) So it's kind of like a, like a love hate jab there, but I love that stuff. And so I, I geek out when I see our social media, like posting the guys like walking on the plane and some of them are like walking on like with their gallons. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, there's we, definitely, we set them up so there's
0: definitely something satisfying about finishing a gallon of water for sure that's yeah that's about, i mean i i have this little 20 ounce bottle that i drink all day long but i do it because if i had the gallon upstairs in my office i'd never leave my office all day if i drink the 20 ounces i gotta go down the stairs fill the bottle go back up the stairs at least i get up you know you I always like have that. to reverse psychology yourself right that's a great um, strategy. Yeah. I want to just get into a couple things for some normal folks here because I always like to ask the performance nutritionists who work with the pros just how they would handle everyday clients. So, what kind of tips would you give a general human who wants to lose weight or gain muscle? For
1: losing weight, it's a common misconception that you need to eat less protein. But if you are trying to lose weight, I love to ask anyone athlete or gen pop the question, are you trying to just lose weight or do you want to lose body fat? Yeah. Cause it's going to be a different approach. And so most of the time that's getting them thinking in a different direction where it's like, Oh, I never thought of that. And it's like, yeah, we want to maintain as much lean tissue as we can. And if you go about it the right ways by prioritizing sleep, and then also your protein intake, keeping it consistent throughout the day, then you will lose far more fat than lean tissue so sleep and protein and then in some cases i think that it's cool to maybe you want to periodize your carbohydrates around activity that could be a thing and in that case you would be eating a little bit higher fat probably throughout the day but i would encourage gen pop if you haven't done it before I don't count my macros. I have in the past, but expose yourself to like seeing what your food is really made up of, because if you can just have like natural awareness of like, you know, I think I'm eating this salad that's healthy, but it's like, oh, it's a vinaigrette that's made with nuts or there's like extra, like whatever, super creamy dressing, like just having an awareness of what your foods are made up of can be super helpful.
0: I think people, the general awareness of what you're eating is so helpful on so many levels. Like, I personally know that if I eat carbs, if I eat like a piece of toast after I work out, which I often do because I like toast, I feel like I incinerate it. But if I eat carbs at night, I wake up and I'll be like, sweating because my body's like, we're burning this, we're burning this. So like, just kind of noticing how you react to things. And in order to do that, you do have to pay attention to what you're eating and when you're eating it. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that.
1: I think that it's common too, that no one at night is really craving healthy foods. (laughs) And so, I'm, you know, I go both ways on eating at night. Like some people are successful with it. Some people are not, but like there's, Kind of like you hear like a rule of like you should not eat after 6 p.m whatever and like some bodies can do it some bodies can not but like either way if you're training on a consistent basis the way i look at it is that like your body's always in this like recovery loop and so we're going to use those nutrients in some way somehow people online like lane norton bio lane like he's a big like myth buster of taking the data and like applying it to real life situations. But I feel like no one, like I said, like no one's ever saying, like, man, I really want some broccoli at 10 PM. It's like you're going for the chips. <laughs> so like I think that it could be a good rule if it's like you naturally are gonna have less self-control as you're tired. So if you need to like make that hard rule, like, hey, I'm not gonna eat after eight, whatever. But if it's like, hey, I'm eating still healthy and like I needed those calories because I missed a meal here or whatever, that's fine. But it's just so great. And you got to find what works for yourself.
0: It's like, I do intermittent fasting. So like, I'm not going to eat between 8 PM and noon unless it's broccoli. <laughs> like you just <laughs> you make, make, make your own rules, baby, whatever yeah. works for you. <laughs> what kind of snacks do you recommend Gen pop or even just guys on your team kind of carry in the duffel bag? What do you think are the best portable, healthy snacks?
1: I'm a big fan right now of the, as far as like, I guess we could do different categories, but as far as bars go, I'm a big fan of the Go Macro bar. If you've seen those, they make one that's like a coconut and chocolate chips. That's probably my favorite one. But it's uh, really cool that like there's more like shelf stable milks. I'm a fan of milk. The Fairlife brand they take out the lactose the way they filter it, so those are shelf stable. You could have like a milk and a bar. And that's, I'm a big fan of snack pairing. So <laughs> like can we, milk. yeah, right. Can we pair apples and peanut butter together? Can we pair like a string cheese and a fruit cup together? But I love the pairings. I love fresh fruit. If people at home are doing like kind of meal prepping or whatever, it's great. Just process a bunch of fruit and have it cut up in like little containers in your fridge. So you can just grab and go. I love pairing the fruit cup with, we'll mix, we mix the vanilla whey protein with Greek yogurt, plain nonfat and add a little bit of stevia. If you need to maintain or gain weight, you can add granola in with that. Granola is a great one for maintenance or gain, but that's probably my favorite one that we offer. And then I mentioned the hummus earlier, our chef de cuisine, Ben, he's got a killer hummus recipe, but I really love those honey wheat pretzels from Trader Joe's. I don't know if anybody's had those, but... um, I love Trader Joe's. (laughs) Yeah, so good.
0: It's funny, you mentioned the cutting up the fruit so they're ready to go, grab and go. We had Kelly Starrett on the podcast and he was saying that he could have a whole bowl on his table of like apples, oranges, bananas, and strawberries, and no one will touch it. But if his wife cuts them up and puts them in little cups in the refrigerator, everyone's eating them all day. It's like, it's a totally different thing just because it's cut in slices.
1: We fly through fruit cups. It's crazy. We'll sell it 80 cups in a day. And they're like 16 ounces. like everybody's and I joke around, but it's true. Like with the guys and stuff, I'll be like, hey, you know what I found out? And they're like, what? I'm like, fruit makes you feel good. Like, yeah, it does. (laughs) But you know, it's hydrating, right? You got micronutrients. We preach about colors being important. This is something that we have posted up in our facility. I don't know if the screen is right or if it's reversed, but oh that's right so on the bottom of the pyramid calories sleep and hydration those are my most important ones and then your macro distribution you can see it's like 90 percent here and then 10 percent here but i would encourage i think that it's it's common with how the marketing is so far ahead of the science on social media and stuff like people want to start up at the top with supplements and then kind of go down but
0: I think people Uh, forget that supplements are supplements. They're additions too. They're things that you can't get from food no matter how hard you try. Here, take this so you're covering your bases.
1: (laughs) I don't remember who said it, but they uh, refer to sleep as the fourth macronutrient. And I totally believe in that. That's cool. So I think that for our normal people trying to unlock their potential, just tapping into sleep and hydration, I think those can be like huge game changers.
0: What do you tell your guys about cheap meals?
1: So there's no bad foods. There just might be bad amounts of the foods. So we, and I'm actually, I used to never have dessert around, but I'm kind of like opening up more, especially since I started traveling and kind of seeing what the road is like. So when you're gone from, your family. We had a guy who was like, I missed my son's first steps because we were on the road and like, we'll be on the road for like eight, 11, 14 days at a time sometimes. And it's just like, you got to have a ton of mental resiliency. I feel like, and as we know, food can sometimes make people feel good. So I think that there's a huge mental side to having, if like your thing is Big Macs, I don't want to put an X on it, but it's like, Hey, there's a time. And there's a place for it. And so if I am going to put a dessert, that's on a menu, it's going to be at like a post-practice recovery meal. It'll be at like a post-game dinner, but just like normal stuff. Like we don't have it around as much. I love that thinking of like, how many meals do they eat with me? And it's like, can we mentally always think about like, when I'm here, I'm eating to perform to get better, to recover whatever it is. So I have less of those things around and say, hey, you know, you have seven to 10 opportunities per week where you're on your own to go get that. And like, if that's something that makes you happy, I mean, I I love pizza for one. Sometimes we'll serve like flatbreads or whatever, but it's not the same. So if I have one guy who like one night, like every once in a while, he'll skip out on post game meal. And I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, you know where I'm going. And uh, he's going to Domino's.
0: <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask that. you what your favorite cheat meal is.
1: It'd be pizza, huh? Pizza for sure. I love it when the toppings go all the way to the crust, like on it. So oh. there's like, like no uh, crust, like all the way.
0: I know what you're talking about. What sort of style of pizza is that? I don't know. Yeah, I've I seen it.
1: It might be a pan style, but it's it thicker or thin. Kind of in the middle it's not too thick, but it's not thin. So like, like that
0: um, I'm a, I'm a Jersey kid. So we, we do our pizza, New York skinny, yeah. thin crust. I don't like They just
1: opened deep up a uh, dish stuff. They opened up a Detroit style pizza here and I'm hooked on it. It's crazy thick. That's crazy. Yeah. Well,
0: Anthony, I feel like I could ask you questions all day long, but I've kept you for an hour. So I am going to let you go. But I really appreciate you joining us. Where, just tell us where folks can follow you so they can see some of this yummy stuff that you're uh, cooking up. What's your social media?
1: Yeah, Lindsay, it's been so fun to connect today. Y'all can find me on Instagram. It is Z T H E Chef A Z. And hit me on there. I'm on Twitter. It's A Z. J-A-M-B-O-N-I. Jamboni. My middle name is John. It used to be A-J Zamboni, like the ice rink kind of cleaning thing. And then one day my friend was like, I accidentally searched for you as A-Z Jamboni. And I was like, it's kind of got a nice ring to it, but I'm on Twitter a little bit, but mostly Instagram.
0: All right. Awesome. Anthony, thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks so much to Anthony for joining us on Food of the Gods and be sure to follow him on Instagram at at @thechefaz. You can also follow the Jazz through the 2021-2022 NBA season on both Instagram and Twitter at at @UtahJazz. Until next time, for more information on Food of the Gods or to download other episodes, visit us at foodofthegodspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at, at foodofthegodspod or email us at foodofthegodspodcast at gmail.com. Food of the Gods is a Digitant podcast production.